Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Mr. Danny West, what's going on, my man? Hey, guys, doing pretty good. Just staying in this house, going stir crazy, but trying to get some work done today. It's good to be on with you. Yeah, that was actually going to be my uh, question of what is Danny West doing uh, amidst the the coronavirus quarantine, if you will. What what do you do, man? I mean, I know you got the job you still got to do, but do you binge watch television shows, hang out with the fam? What do you got going on? Yeah, you know what? Late at night when all the work is done, I, I've been watching this series on Netflix, uh, World War II in Color, and I'm just fascinated by it. I, I like my history stuff, so that's kept me entertained at night. And then by day, I'm just, you know, the, the good news is, John, recruiting never stops. You know that as well as anybody, so they're still recruiting. Um, you could argue even more so that they're not in football. They're, they've got more time to recruit now, so they're putting out new offers and evaluating film, and it's my job, I guess, to try to keep up with it all. But so far, so good, man. It's uh, It hasn't in, impacted anybody that, that I'm aware of close to me, so we just hope it stays that way and everybody stays safe. Well, Danny, who, uh, as far as recruits, have you been able to reach out and talk to here with recently to see what their interest is with the Razorbacks? Yeah, you know what? That's actually a very timely question, Joe. Uh, Yesterday was probably the biggest news of the week so far. Arkansas offered this 2022 athlete. You might consider him a wide receiver out of Clarendon, Arkansas. Y'all know where Clarendon is? No clue. I know where it is. (laughs) Yeah, I knew you would, Joe. Over in the Delta country, Quincy McAdoo. This guy's blowing up, 6'2", 175. Again, he's an athlete. I, I would consider him a wide receiver target, but he does a little bit of everything, as you might expect for a, a, a town, a school as small as Clarendon. But he's got big-time potential. Could be a receiver, could be a DB at the next level. Florida State and Houston have also offered Quincy and you know, I think he's got a chance to be the most heavily recruited coming out of Clarendon since Cedric Houston. Uh, when you think back to the early 2000s, I'm sure a lot of people remember that name. And this kid's got potential. The good news for Arkansas is his mother is a diehard Razorback fan, and Quincy grew up a Razorback fan as well. So I think they're going to have a, a really good shot here to keep him at home. So let me ask you, Danny, just as far as the the recruiting aspects, we know how it's impacting coaches and programs and college as far as their recruiting side, but give us the other perspective of what it's like from the kids' perspective of where – you know they were they've been getting ready they've been you know getting ready for the the next upcoming football season kind of starting to set up some visits and whatnot and all that's been taken up to a halt so just talking with some of these kids how how has it impacted them or what are some of the things they are trying to do to make sure that they keep up to date on their recruiting as well yeah it's frustrating for them as you might expect especially the guys who as you mentioned there you know they they schedule these visits so far in advance and a lot of times You know, if you're a kid from California and you planned on visiting uh, Georgia, right, you're a big-time stud, well, you've got to buy that plane ticket months in advance, and now you've kind of got to eat it. You know what I mean? So a lot of those situations are much worse than maybe a kid from Dallas who had to cancel a trip to Baylor. You know what I mean? So those you can make up, but I hate it for the guys who had those long-distance visits coming up and and unfortunately not going to be able to make them. But, you know, the kids are frustrated, and uh, I'm most curious to see how it's going to impact the timeline of decisions and signings this year. 
you know, with the recent trend has been kids are signing in December more and more now that they're allowed to do that. I'm curious to see if this delay in visits in, during the spring is going to impact, you know, maybe they sit back and wait until February and make that decision a little bit later this time around. We'll see. So with the coaching staff and the players, potential recruits out there, are they keeping in touch more so through social media or are they making direct phone calls? How are they keeping in touch? All of the above, Joe. I mean, it's a dead period, but they can still do all of that. So it's FaceTime, it's phone calls, text, DMs, sliding in the DMs, <laughs> a lot of activity right now. So I know Sam Pittman's staff has kept me busy. They're, they're really getting after it. It's the most they can do, but it's, you know, they're doing it. and They don't have any other options. You can't bring kids on campus, obviously, so you've kind of got to get creative. I saw a story earlier today that Kansas, uh, less miles of all people, has actually set up kind of a virtual junior day, so to speak. I think they're inviting 30 of their top prospects to join them throughout the day on Thursday, but they're doing it via, you know, Skype and FaceTime and all this different stuff, taking them on uh, tours of the facilities. Pretty creative outside the box thinking. I think you'll see more teams start to adapt those those practices in the meantime. Danny, I feel like this type of situation we find ourselves in is, is really, of course, it's impacting sports all over, but if we're talking specifically about Razorback football, to me it impacts Sam Pittman probably more so than anybody in his staff because as a new coach, I can't imagine what that's like where you step in, you feel like you're, all right, this is when I'm going to get to know my roster, know my team in spring practices, and then boom, just like that, it's gone. Uh, do you feel like this has a strong – it's got an imba- impact on everybody. We know that. But do you feel like it has a stronger impact on somebody like Sam Pittman and this staff that kind of takes them a step back from getting to know and build some rapport with their team? Absolutely. Anybody that went through a coaching change, it, it probably hurts you a lot more. And, you know, you went through a coaching change because last year you were not very good, right? And you didn't get a bowl game, so you didn't get all those extra practices that most of your competition did. And then you kind of get a late start in recruiting. Then turns to, it, you turn around, you don't even get a spring. I mean, it's just one thing after another. Absolutely, it's a big challenge. And, you know, it's going to be really tough for them. The good news is, John, based on what I've heard, they had already installed quite a few things prior to all of this coming about so they were installing things they were just doing it against air obviously they couldn't have a football out there hadn't really started spring drills but they're going to continue to install things just via telephone and that's really tough when you can't get out there and show them how to line up and you know how to go in motion when to do all of these things person to person but the good news is at least they can talk over the phone and, and show them different things. It's been interesting to me to hear about some of these guys. You know, most of them, I would say most, are going home already or have already gone home. And the trouble they're running into is they can't find anywhere to work out. You know, gyms are closing. Their local high schools are shut down. They can't even get up to the field house to get in a workout. So the players have to be creative here, too, and your concern is – are they doing the work? I, I heard Sam Pittman um, really emphasize that last Friday, I guess, when he had that team meeting. You know, I trust you guys that you're going to get your work done academically and athletically. You're going to do what we ask you to do, but I'm sure that's a concern for the coaches. Have the coaches offered their altered their schedule any kind of way where they're working from home a lot more these days? 
You know what? That's a good question. I, I need to find out about that. That would surprise me I, because, you know, just following the recruiting trend so far this week, seems like they're probably in the offices, but I, I don't know that for a fact, Joe. That's a really good question. Now, Danny, obviously with the everything going on, we gotta, we've got to get you your opinion on some of the other stuff going on in the world of sports. Uh, this We've been talking about this Tom Brady thing. Do you have any thoughts oh, on him going? Story? Yeah, I heard about that. It was in all the papers this morning. I don't know if you had a chance yeah. to read it or not, but yeah. yeah. I think I saw it on the ticker this morning. Yeah, there you go. So Tom Brady yeah. going to the Buccaneers. What are your thoughts? You know, I think it's weird anytime we see one of these long-time legends, right, in the same uniform for years and years. What was he, 20 years? 20 years with the Patriots. And, you know, then they switch up at the end of their career. We saw it with Joe Montana. Uh, who were some others? Joe, Peyton Manning. Jerry, Jerry Rice, Peyton Manning, Emmett Smith, Favre, I guess you kind of throw into that, although he was signed initially by Atlanta, right? Mm -hmm. But when you think of Favre, you picture the yellow helmet and green jersey. And uh, I don't know, it's just weird. It's, even Michael Jordan, I guess, on the basketball side. But it's going to be weird to see him in that uniform. I'm just happy he's out of the AFC, to be honest with you. I'm a Chiefs guy. I wanted him out of the AFC. It's, it's interesting to me that the NFC South now is going to have all these old, old heads when you think about Brady and Breeze and Matt Ryan, I guess. It's 35-36, but... It's going to be interesting. I think he can win there, though. He's got some. He's got some real weapons. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm as curious as anybody to see how well they can do. Yeah, because the thing about me with Tom Brady is that, you know, at some point I'm like, okay, the age is going to catch up with him. But I still feel like he's got some years in him. And, I, and we, me and Joe, were talking in the previous segment. This might be the final, you know, nail in the coffin of the debate of all right. So has it always been more about Belichick or has it always oh, been yeah. more about Brady? Now he may not decide it this year, but at least in these eras, because if Tom Brady goes down to Tampa Bay and maybe wins a Super Bowl, at least plays for a Super Bowl, then people start to say, all right, well he was just phenomenal. And but if Bill Belichick and the Patriots still win 12, 13 games this year, regardless of who the quarterback is, then people probably lean more towards that. Who are y'all thinking might be the quarterback? Because yesterday at this time, I would have said Nick Foles. I, I felt like they might go after him, and now we've learned today, I guess within the last hour, that he's going to Chicago. Is mm -hmm. that right? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm running out of options. Well, Maybe John has somebody that's interesting guy. that he thinks is probably going to be their next quarterback. I just think it would be fascinating to see, like, Cam Newton be there because right. he's available. He's going to be a starter, and I'm not saying that there is even any interest in there. But I think it would be interesting to see from a dynamic where Cam Newton's kind of got a, a very over-the-top personality, let's be honest. You can just tell by the outfits he wears. He, he's a big yeah. personality. Going to a place where personality almost seems frowned upon, <laughs> like in the Bill Belichick system. I think it would just be fascinating because, let's be honest, the Patriots, you know, they may still be okay, but they still got to find a quarterback, still got to find somebody. I don't think Jarrett Stidham's the guy, Dan. Well, I was going to say I do. I think that Belichick is so arrogant – that he's going to say, I can take this young kid that we just drafted last year, he's going to be a second-year guy, and when did Brady start having all his success? In his second year and had True. a 20-year career. True. So I think uh, he's going to try to ride Jared Stidham, or they have Cody Kessler, forgot that he's on their roster, or he may go into the draft and say, we'll work with one of those guys. But I think he has a certain arrogance about him that says, we're going to work with our guys and uh, the core players that we put around them, and we're going to succeed. Man, I would hate to be a Patriots fan hearing that right there. I mean, you're losing <laughs> Tom Brady, and you're talking about Jared Stidham rolling the dice with him. 
Ooh, that would concern me. Yeah, because I was thinking too, if if you're a Patriots fan and and Jared Stidham ends up being the guy, you're hopeful that okay, you're hopeful that Bill Belichick's just a system guy where you can plug and play anybody and it works out. That's what you're hopeful for. But that's the thing. It's like who would have guessed Tom Brady would have came out of where he did mm-hmm. and end up doing what he did. So True. not saying Jared Stidham will be that, but you know you just never know with certain quarterbacks yeah. and certain coaches with certain rosters. They could just turn the switch on and end up being big time with it. So I'm not totally sure what direction they're going to go. Yeah, I'm not either. As long as Patrick Mahomes stays in Kansas City, I really couldn't care less what the Patriots have going on. Quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I think- He's a guy that's about to get paid, Danny, and I was going to ask yeah, you about your team as well. Where um haven't heard a lot from them in free agency, but we know that Chris Jones, they put the tag on him. How are you feeling about the Chiefs and uh, some of the moves that they've made? It has been quiet, hadn't it? Which it, I'm okay with. I right. Was, I was I was kind of expecting Chris Jones to make a move. To be honest with you, I felt like we'd probably lose him, and we still may. You know, you, you know how these things can go. But um, that was the one I was really, really concerned about. You've got to have that guy. I mean, he was really, really good for us this past year, and when he wasn't in there, you you saw it. Uh, it was a drastic drastic change for us so he was the only one I was really worried about I saw the receiver Demarcus Robinson got a pretty good situation now so not a huge fan there probably too many drops I felt like maybe he could have moved on but hey more power to him maybe catch the ball and stick around for a little while I want to throw a couple of curveballs at you real quick Danny because this is just the way it's going to be my man I think you got to just be ready for it but you mentioned you were watching uh, what was it World War II in color is that right on Netflix yeah okay Okay, so if you were having to start a new show or start a movie or anything, so listeners out there who may be looking for some sort of digital content to consume, what would be some of your suggestions on what people should watch? Right now, YouTube. I've been going back watching all the highlights from the NCAA tournaments, some of the biggest games. Like last night I watched uh, UMBC, their win over, Virginia. obviously they were the 16 yeah, yeah. when they beat the one seed. If you go back and watch that game, and you can find it full length, on YouTube, I mean, it's just crazy to see how that turned around. Everybody called that an upset. That was no upset, in my opinion. They beat them by 20. So you know, I've been watching stuff like that. Obviously, my wife is a KU fan. She's pretty bummed out, so I think she's been watching some of the replays of 2008 championship. <laughs> so it's been pretty boring in terms of content. I know I didn't give you a great answer there, John, but no, no I like that. Trying yeah. to relive the glory days, man. Yeah, because, uh, you know, Danny, last night I did a periscope of just watching some old Razorback highlights with some people yeah. because, first of all, I thought the SEC Network's Razorback takeover was atrocious. I couldn't believe yeah, that lineup. Bad. And so I was like, well, let's just mix it up a little bit. Let's watch some old highlights here. Because, th- again, like I told Joe, I think that that's just a way for people to kind of feel normal again is when they can revisit a lot of these good exactly. and simpler times with highlights or old games or whatnot. So, and, but the NCAA tournament one's fascinating that you brought that up because I did the same thing when I was watching Cinderella stories, if you will, in the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament. I did the Florida Gulf Coast because they were oh, so yeah. exciting to watch. That, what do they call it? Was it Dunk City or something like that yeah, that they like that. coined the phrase? So, yeah, there's these old Cinderella stories that you can watch and you can, uh, you can uh, enjoy as well. What would you say is your favorite Cinderella story in the tournament? Oh, man, it, it might be that UMBC game because I watched it live, I remember, and, you know, uh, us media people were not supposed to cheer, right? But <laughs> I was, by God, I was cheering for that team right there. I'd never been a, a really big Virginia Tony Bennett fan, so just don't like that style of play when you're holding 
you're winning like 42 to 40. I, that's not for me. So I was proud to see them get knocked off. Um, I could go all the way back to Gonzaga when they mm -hmm. really first started. You know, we were kids, but I remember thinking, man, this is awesome that this little team that nobody's ever heard of, and now you look up and they're a number one or two seed every single year. So I remember that run. Um, George Mason seems oh, yeah. like that was a good one. Yeah, so just a few there. Yeah, because Gonzaga, when that time was that ninety nine, I believe, was when they they beat Florida. I know that was a big upset that they went on. Uh, yeah. And Mark Few wasn't the coach back then. I'm trying to remember the guy's name, but yeah, that was kind of when at least my first Cinderella story. I was like, how do you even pronounce that team's name? But <laughs> yeah. uh, but that's what's great we about. Still struggle with that. I know so, Gonzaga, Gonzaga. I mean, there's different they're ways. They're the Zags. Yeah, they're the Zags. Yeah. Probably the easiest way. But that's what's great about it is because you see. How many? I mean, how many schools have you now heard of that you would have never otherwise heard of because of the NCAA tournament? I wouldn't That's even right. known like a Florida Gulf Coast existed or a Lehigh back when they beat Duke mm -hmm. or Norfolk State when they beat Missouri and Frank Hayes. I love that one. Well, like, the one that Danny was talking about, UMBC. Yeah, same thing. Like you would never have known these teams or known these schools existed. If it wasn't for the NCAA tournament, which just once again makes me really sad that we don't have the yeah, NCAA very tournament. Sad. I'm sorry we even started this topic now. We should be watching basketball tomorrow. Yeah. But we're not. So it's just really depressing. Yeah. Well, that's just the way it goes, man. <laughs> that's the way it goes, Danny. But you know what? We're going to power through. I know you guys are doing a great job over there at hogsports.com to keep everything rolling the best you can. We're doing the best we can as well. And we really appreciate you hopping on with us as always. Uh, so I guess we'll be catching up with you next week, and hopefully Let's we have it. some good news next week to talk about where all of this is starting to slowly get better and come to an end. Hope so, buddy. Always yeah. fun talking to you guys.